0: This bonus edition of Question of the Day is brought to you by Sharefile. We'll tell you more about Sharefile a bit later in the show. So, Stephen, I so rudely interrupted you with my own mini-question that turned into a whole episode.
1: Between friends, there are no rude interruptions.
0: Very good to hear you say that, because I am a big interrupter, and I apologize. But I was
1: pissed off, let me tell you. No. I know, you <laughs> was okay.
0: You tried to trash me and backgammon later, mm-hmm. didn't work out, but Never. go ahead and ask your question now.
1: Oh, I get to ask a question? Yeah. All right, we'll make a little deal. How about this? If I begin to ask you a question of the day, and you— No e- tangent. Okay, you I won't me, interrupt you me one point there. I was going to say, <laughs> if, you, if you interrupt before I, won't interrupt I finish the question, or go on a tangent no, I considered won't tangential to a fault— you've sacrificed one point in backgammon the next game. Fair enough. Alright, so that was about six points I think you owe me for next time already. James, what would you say is the best possible future discovery or invention?
0: I think the direction that synthetic biology is going towards is really powerful. So, do you know what synthetic biology is? Like, if I cut off uh, like, I
1: can grow an organ. I saw that um, a, a pretty good synthetic kidney, very primordial, but a synthetic kidney has been created now. Right. For so, instance.
0: just to describe the area, you, you can grow an organ or a prosthetic limb that really works, like a new arm that really feels like your arm and you can touch things and so on. So, right now it's in a very primitive state, but the knowledge in this space is growing four times a year mm. um, by a factor of four a year. So, compare that to Moore's Law. So, Gordon Moore, one of the founders of Intel, um, very prophetically predicted, I think in 1966, that computer power would double every
1: two years. So, this is even double, more... Double and get cheaper or just double? What was, what was the law? Well, the long... number
0: of transistors per conductor would double every two okay. years. So, I don't know what that means in terms of cheapness. But this is like twice as fast as Moore's law. Mm-hmm. Even though, so, so, what that means is even though we're at a very beginning state now, it's going to multiply so fast that a tipping point is going to be reached relatively quickly, where suddenly we're going to realize, oh my gosh, this enormous life-changing thing has happened. And so what I think is going to happen is people are going to have arms, legs, maybe even like- As many as they want. Maybe even a part of their brains that are like super powered. It's going to be like the bionic man. Mm. Like you'll be able to run. Right now, they don't have this, but you'll be able to run faster, do more, and it'll cure diseases. I think the whole idea of synthetic biology and creating new organisms, um, this is gonna be so incredibly huge and fast that it will reach us that it will just surprise
1: everyone. So let's assume that between synthetic biology and genetic sequencing that leads to better bench science, et cetera, et cetera, that we basically can fix any human malady, disease, or flaw, and that we can extend Uh, longevity from an expected at birth, whatever it is now in the U.S., roughly 80 years old, to 150, right? So I guess my question is then, so what? Or what happens? In other words, we've already seen this in the last few generations where more people around the world, many more people around the world, are living longer lives and more prosperous lives. And it seems as though, even though that would be an unqualified gain, and even though everybody would want that, and you would assume that a lot of people would want that, it seems to have uh, fostered a bigger, another question, which is sometimes a problem, which is, well, what do people do now? In other words, no one wants to get sick and die, presumably, but when you have either extra life, extra time, or this you could also kind of take it down a notch and say, you know, it used to be I had to work until age 70 to afford even a retirement of five years. Well, now I can retire at 55 and live another 30 years. Well, well, but we- I'm concerned that um, bringing purpose and meaning to life itself is more difficult than we think at first blush and that therefore what might look like an unalloyed benefit of, let's say, you know, much greater life expectancy may not be as unalloyed benefit.
0: Well, you're absolutely right. I think we can't really predict because this is not the only area of science which is increasing very quickly. Look at uh, automobiles, probably within 10
1: to 15 years. Can't wait. Autonomous everywhere.
0: Autonomous everywhere. You'll need 90% fewer cars on the road than exist right now because I can just summon a car to my home. you
1: You know how many people drive for living in the United States as of today, 2015? How many? Three and a half million people. Right. So that's so going to be. Theoretically, we're talking maybe not three and a half million jobs, but within a relatively short time. No, well, now, the, the there entire are a lot of other
0: jobs. The entire. Uh, no, there aren't necessarily. Because look at like when you went from um, the horse and buggy to auto manufacturing. It look, it see, appeared like all of an entire industry lost their jobs, but they just switched their jobs to the auto industry. But now you're actually eliminating
1: an industry. That, that is the argument that. This is a central argument among a lot of kind of labor economists now. They say that, yeah, like in the old days when lamps went from kerosene to light bulbs, the people who made, you know, kerosene lamps or who maybe worked in refineries or blah, 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 they could easily be retrained and get a right. new job in the light bulb factory, right? So for, even if there was a one-for-one tradeoff, that was okay. But now you're talking about the person who used to drive for a living, which is a low-level skill, now, there may be, even if there were the same amount of jobs in software and design and compliance and insurance, that it's a totally different category of job. And therefore, there's this kind of scaling up the knowledge economy that's going to be really hard for a lot of people to work out.
0: I think I think it's both good news and bad news. We can't really predict. Uh, I think one good outcome that comes from that, which is usually considered a very negative outcome, is deflation. So... Essentially, you won't need to make as much money because you're not buying gas, you're not buying a car. The average American family spends something like $9,000 a year on cars, whether buying them or maintaining them. Right, but
1: we've seen before where there's a big uh, decrease in one area of cost of living that people generally fill it up with something else pretty easily. Like what? Uh, Eating in restaurants. Hey, James and I need to put our heads together on this one. We'll be right back. Most people are constantly juggling files at work, transferring them to clients and coworkers, collaborating on the files, working on them whenever and wherever you can. And that's why you should try ShareFile from Citrix. From the makers of GoToMeeting, ShareFile is easy to use and gives you complete control over managing and sharing your files securely, enhancing your ability to collaborate with clients and coworkers reliably from anywhere you happen to be. With ShareFile, you control who can access and edit your files, and you can easily consolidate all your files in one secure central area. Track your workflow with ShareFile so that everything stays up to date, and with ShareFile your files will even sync automatically across all your favorite devices. ShareFile can make a difference in your work. Just go to sharefile.com/question for your 30-day free trial and get 25% off the first 3 months if you sign up. Again, that's sharefile.com/question. So eating out—I don't have the numbers in front of me. We could look them up. Eating out now constitutes, I'm guessing, three to four times the share of what people used to spend. Now, that's for a lot of reasons. It's not just because they have more time. It's not just because it came became less ex- relatively less expensive, that food has gotten relatively less expensive to a lot of things over time. It's about availability. It's about demand. It's about supply. It's about lifestyle. It's about culture and so on.
0: Uh, but also, it's a, a, a new— uh, variable in that it's about excess capacity. So you say people are eating in restaurants, it might be the case that that gets deregulated from excess capacity. Let's say I make extra meals in my house, and the people next
1: door see, oh, there's someone they trust in the neighborhood who has an extra meal. Oh, so you want to decentralize? You you want to bring the sharing economy not even to an economic transaction, but to your neighborly transaction?
0: I think every type of transaction, whether it's services or products or advice. Every, every case where there's excess capacity, extra car seats, extra room, you know, Airbnb—is there's extra rooms in your apartment that you can now make money off of. So what's going to happen in the future because of this is there's going to be all of these alternative ways to make money Great. and you're going to be able to detach
1: your passion projects from your income more easily. Well, let me embrace your... Um, stated inability to predict the future. Because right now we're starting to... Everything we've talked about so far here has been kind of predictive about the future. But I think you and I both uh, are either smart enough or dumb enough or humble enough to know that predicting the future is just a fool's game. It's really, really, really hard to say. What we do know about this um, realm, though, is that the technology for autonomous driving is there. right?
0: Right. We're just... We're not predicting. We're kind of just, it's like saying next year there's going to be, you know, winter, spring, summer, and fall. Like, we the, once a trend starts, like a Moore's Law type of not trend necessary. on technology. Oh,
1: well, you're talking about synthetic biology. I was still talking about autonomous vehicles. Because well, I can see also... autonomous vehicles going the other direction. Probably not, and I'm hoping not. I want autonomous vehicles. I think th- if you take the given computer system which includes radar and lidar and all those other things that it uses to drive compare that to the average human being (laughs) and put them both in a vehicle I definitely 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 want the computers driving so
0: what what's clear is the world's changing in a bunch of ways we don't know how, like like between synthetic biology, driverless cars, robotics, how AI. Desal-
1: how about cheap desalinization is an idea that I've heard that someone mentioned as, you know, maybe the best possible future discovery just because water is so elemental and, it's, and a lot of people won't have enough.
0: I just don't know if that's on the way, whereas the other things you could kind of mm-hmm. p- track a path. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. That would be great. But what do, I don't you think know. Of,
1: what do you think of a chip that we could put in everyone's brain so that we could uh, understand why they make their every decision? You like that idea?
0: Uh. You know, I saw that pitched on Shark Tank, actually. Something really very similar.
1: And they totally
0: laughed him out of the room and he was really embarrassed. But uh, I don't think that's gonna... Was it
1: based on any kind of real science?
0: Yeah, yeah. He was like kind of a sort of geeky sort of scientist pitching it and they just... They just started laughing. Wait, immediately. just because he's
1: geeky, you think the science is good?
0: Uh, no. I mean, I'm. I consider myself a geeky scientist <laughs> without any good science. <laughs> so, but, but again, that's why. I just look for
1: where the trends are rather than actually Mm -hmm. predicting anything. Right. Okay, so let's say this, Um, I like your answers a lot, I enjoyed this conversation a lot. In terms of this question, I consider it still an open question. So the question was, what's the best possible future discovery or invention? And I think we should do something we haven't done before, which is invite listeners to send us their suggestions. The best way to send them to us is to tweet them at us, at QOD. So it's at QOD for question of the day, and maybe if we get enough good responses we can talk about their suggestions later and that might make another fun episode
0: okay but I will tell you what I want
1: I want when have you ever not told me what you want
0: <laughs> I want one of my eyes to be a bionic eye okay. that I can see really far away and I want one bionic arm and two bionic legs because that's exactly this what $6 million man yes, that's exactly what Steve Austin right. got <laughs> and he married Farrah Fawcett Majors <laughs> in real life so life could only get better if you, if you have all those bionic limbs
1: Wouldn't you like to know what our next question of the day is? Yeah, we would too. We'll figure it out in a minute. Hey, listeners, don't forget ShareFile gives you complete control over sharing your files securely and reliably from anywhere you happen to be. ShareFile can make a difference in your work. Just go to sharefile.com question for your 30-day free trial and get 25% off the first three months if you sign up. Again, that's sharefile.com question. Last thing, don't forget to
0: subscribe to Question of the Day on iTunes. While you're there, take a second to rate the show or write a review. And be sure to catch the next question of the day, which will go something like
1: this. So if I say to Steven Spielberg, you know, like Rabin than try to say like, oh, on that shot on Saving Private Ryan, when you decided to da-da-da-da and you pulled the focus, that's ridiculous. That's like, A, it's like bringing coals to Newcastle, right? I'm trying to talk to somebody about something that they're way better at, and it's crazy, but also it's posing.